Hey everybody, welcome back to the Crypto Plug Podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Henriquez, and I'm so glad to have you guys here today. I'm really just, I'm psyched, you know? I have a couple of announcements to make before uh, we go ahead and get into this episode. And first, I want to announce our Dash giveaway. We're giving away 0.2 Dash to nine lucky winners who follow and share the podcast on SoundCloud, as well as commenting their Dash address in the comment section beneath a podcast. You can choose whichever podcast you want. doesn't really matter. You just have to comment your Dash address, follow, and share the podcast. Anyway, moving on, we're going to go ahead and talk about this new exciting project that I really wanted to speak about, um, When Moon Podcast. It's going to be starting very soon. Uh, really, basically, it's just a podcast that's going to be focused on the market. We're going to ask more like financial things, you know what I mean? So we can have that kind of kind of continuation as far as like the finance questions go, you know? And also, it's going to culminate in the ever-anticipated question, when moon? So I'm going to have the guests on. We're going to talk about the market. We're going to talk about if they're running a project. We're going to talk about their token's impact on the market, where they see it going, and uh, what they think about the market. When will we be back to a bull run? And uh, then we ask that question, when moon? You know, and sometimes it throws people for a loop. Sometimes people answer it honestly. And sometimes people, you know, they don't even want to get into it, which I respect. You know, it makes sense. Anyway, moving on, I uh, have this very exciting, let's, let's call it a little spotlight, you know, for you guys. It's the ICO spotlight. None of these ICOs that I mentioned I'm getting paid by or am I endorsing them. But I thought they were interesting. So I thought maybe you guys would want to have a look. If you want to have a look, go ahead and check them out. If you don't, that's fine too, you know. But um, here we go. The first ICO that I would like to talk about is Fox Trading. So it's just a trading signal service for Forex and cryptocurrency. So if you're a trader, this could be a very valuable service for you. The website is foxtrading.io. They actually end on June 7th. So tomorrow or in two days, depending on when you're listening to this. So yeah, if you want to check it out, if you're a trader and you want to get into Forex as well, then go ahead and, and uh, check them out. They use a proprietary algorithm based on their top traders analysis. So I'm imagining that the top traders do very well. And uh, if they are sending signals based on those those traders actions and they build some kind of algorithm around it maybe it's worth a shot uh, maybe not you know but you guys can check it out and be the judge you know um bit game exchange this one okay i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie i'm not like a huge fan of like crypto kitties because i i don't know i just think it's uh i think it's funny you know <laughs> i think it's funny but you know also i i i don't know this, this is a development platform for blockchain games, is what I'm trying to say. So if you're a fan of CryptoKitties and the like, go ahead and check them out. Ask about, uh, ask about what kind of games they, they, uh, they host on this platform, you know, and maybe, maybe it'll be something that you're interested in, you know, and uh, I mean, but it is, it is a development platform. So that means that if you are developing a blockchain game and this is something that you're trying to build, it's your passion, then maybe they can help you out. The website is bit.game, okay? The next ICO that I want to talk about, the last one, is called the Acorn Collective. It ends on June 24th, and basically it's a crowdfunding platform, basically. It provides access to the crowdfunding market to third world countries, accepting any legal and ethical project worldwide, and I quote. So I imagine that they are going to provide access to third world countries uh, as far as the crowdfunding market. You just have to make sure that your project isn't just garbage. You know, make sure that it's legal and that it's ethical, even though ethics are extremely subjective. But, you know, let's not get into it unless you guys want to. 
No, no, no. We'll move on. We'll move on. <laughs> All right. So they're going to focus. They want people to focus on community projects going on in Kenya as much as a tech project in California. That's another quote of theirs. So I guess I guess maybe it's like an altruistic kind of thing, you know, uh, get the money to the people that need it as, as, as much as the people that have these very prominent projects taking place in the United States. You know, maybe they believe that everybody should have access to the crowdfunding platform. So why not do it themselves? Right. The really cool part is that when they're going to when you're going to launch a project on the platform, right? They have this thing called education loop, which educates people that are creating these projects on how to run a crowdfunding campaign. Really, it's it's kind of like they want people to succeed, you know? They want people to do well on their platform as well as as, you know, just helping people who didn't have access to this platform or this market in the past. So, I mean, that's cool. That's cool of them and also um, basically use their crowdfunding engine to leverage marketing partnerships that they have to help small projects meet, reach more funding. It's pretty cool. I think that, I think that their project is very, very cool. If you want to check it out, go ahead to aco.io. So aco.io, aco.io. All right, guys, now that we're done with the ICOs, um, we're going to go ahead and do one big thing. Now, one big thing is going to be one major news story that is going on in the world right now. So, with no further ado, let's get into one big thing. Okay, so as you guys may have read, Coinbase is trying to enter the Japan crypto market. On June 4th, which was yesterday, as far as when I'm recording right now, because it's June 5th, Coinbase announced that they intended to enter the Japan market. That's huge. I'm going to tell you why. So Japan actually announced that they're going to find a way to ban uh, privacy coins. So there's that. Not really related, but I thought I would let you guys in on a little bit of background on what's going on in the country. And yeah, Coinbase announced that they intend to enter the Japan market. They already operate in 32 countries. So this is going to be the 33rd, assuming that it's the next country that they begin to operate in. But Japan, while it is very embracing of cryptocurrencies they also are very stringent with regulation. Now, let me tell you why. Japan has a, the Financial Services Agency, which is essentially kind of like our FCC, our SEC, kind of like a, a, a merge kind of. And they handle basically, you know, exactly what the title says, financial services. And Coinbase, as we all know, they have a history of being regulated and, and you know, they, they stick to regulations. They work with government agencies. And that's part of the reason why I personally think that Japan is going to embrace Coinbase. But like I was saying, Coinbase has a reputation that the FSA of Japan is going to love. Okay. They, they applied for the bit license in New York. They got it. And they, let's not forget about when they complied with the IRS's demands to have access to part of the company's customers' financial information. So in that move where they allowed the IRS to have access to that information, they essentially showed the government two things. One, that they were willing to work with them if it meant that they were going to be able to, you know, progress business and maybe maybe they, they do want to spread uh, cryptocurrencies across the world or maybe it's just selfish. Maybe they just want to make money. I'm, I'm probably with the latter as far as thinking. But they showed the IRS that... They are willing to work with them. And then they also showed them that they wanted to separate themselves from the money laundering stigma that crypto carries. How many times have you gone out 
into the world and you told somebody about crypto right and they're like oh that's the thing that people use to buy drugs right uh on the dark web right oh man you yeah 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 i've heard about it i've heard about it and then you have to launch into a tirade talking about how it's much more than just bitcoin being used to buy drugs on the silk road right how many times have you had to do that or how many times have you heard it how many times have you encountered it think about it countless times right so you know coinbase essentially was like you know what we're going to do this so that we can become favorable in the government's eyes now a lot of people in the community are libertarians a lot of people in the community do not believe that government should have a say in regulation and i completely understand that viewpoint but coinbase i guess is taking advantage of the paradigm that we live in now right they, they see that these governments want to see a willingness to cooperate with regulation. They see that they can make money that way. They see that if, if they play the game, they're going to reap the rewards. So that being said, they're, they're really just, they made those moves in the beginning to be able to leverage those outcomes and the results of those decisions in, a, in an entry to a different market like this one into Japan. Now they have all this stuff that they can look back and be like, okay, well, this is what we did with the United States government or whoever else's government, right? We complied with everything they wanted, and we can do the same in your country as long as you allow us to operate in Japan, right? Now, Japan has 3.5 million crypto traders in Japan alone. Think about that, okay? This is an untapped market for Coinbase. They are going to go in there, and, and you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of competition in Japan already. There's a lot of crypto exchanges, but Coinbase is well-known around the world already right so entering japan's market would allow them to increase their stranglehold on on the piece on the piece of the pie that they weren't receiving in japan so if if this all shakes out and they do enter japan coinbase is going to get incredibly incredibly profitable for lack of better words it's just it's gonna be crazy but that being said um my opinion is this while I don't believe that stringent regulation is the way to go, and many people absolutely do hate Coinbase, that's a fact, Coinbase is absolutely getting after it as far as getting a piece of the pie in the world's quote-unquote hottest market. So we'll see how, how things go in that arena, right? Um, of course, <laughs> of course, Coinbase has a lot of pools, so they're probably going to get their way. If you are in Japan, then, then um, I don't know if this is exciting for you or if this is like harrowing. So... You know, I hope I hope that uh, you guys enjoyed the one big thing. Now, before uh, I go ahead, this is going to be a pretty short podcast. But before I go ahead and end this podcast, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to my brother, Omar, on his 100,000 subscribers silver play button that YouTube sent him. Congratulations, Omar. I'm very proud of you. And to the moon. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm really proud. And, and uh, I wouldn't want to be anybody else's brother. <laughs> so um guys thank you so much for being here but uh real quick just don't forget to enter the dash giveaway don't forget to be on the lookout for the one moon podcast don't forget to be good to each other and the people around you and you know try to make the best out of every situation you know uh sometimes sometimes things just don't go the way that you're planning them to go right everybody everybody's well aware of that and you know sometimes you have to adjust fire so if you do encounter, you know, some kind of adversity in your life, just make sure that you meet it head on and that, that you don't you don't catastrophize. OK, everybody here, including myself, we've all had moments that felt like 
like we weren't going to make it, but you know, you got to power through. So that's what I'm going to leave you guys with. I'm going to lead you, leave you actually with a, with a quote. And, uh, thank you guys for being here. Here's the quote. The Eagle has no fear of adversity. We need to be like the Eagle and have a fearless spirit of a conqueror. Joyce Meyer. So guys, thank you so much for being here. I love sharing my information with you guys. I love sharing my personality with you guys, and I wouldn't want to do it any other way. Make sure to enter the Dash giveaway. Be on the lookout for the One Moon podcast. I love you guys, and if anybody has anything that they would like to hear on the next podcast, email me at cryptoplugpod at gmail.com. Cryptoplugpodcast. I'm sorry. Cryptoplugpodcast at gmail.com. That's crypto with a zero as uh staying in the traditions of the brand and uh one last thought guys remember to stay plugged in